I just had an epiphany, but I must give credit where credit is due. Charles Chandler of Tornado Dynamics website, um, Charles charleschandler.org, I think there's a hyphen in the middle. He's the first one that I know of to have asked the question, how is it that a cloud that's heavier than air, weighted with a tremendous weight of water, manages to hover in the air and defy gravity? Who, who asks such a simple, childlike, innocent question except Charles Chandler did? And so, what do we know? We know that when chemtrail spraying occurs, they have to wait until the air is ionized positive with respect to the ground, and the humidity is a minimum of 70%. So I can assume that a cloud is hovering under the same circumstances. And the reason why it's puffy on top and flat on the bottom is because it's not positive underneath the bottom. It's negative. The same potential as the ground is negative. And after a rainstorm, there's no smog, right? There's no inversion layer to cap encapsulate the smog, no inversion layer of positive charge sitting on top of a negative charge because the, um, the positive charge has just disappeared and it's negative all the way up to the sky. And so you won't see uh, smog, but... Well, if it's raining, you'll see a cloud, that's true, but after a rainstorm, you won't. So, um, we have to assume that because the clouds dropped their rain and dissipated themselves, that they are transitioning from positive ionization into negative ionization. In other words, equal to the ground potential. And so it makes sense the water would fall to the ground because it can't be buoyed up there anymore. It can't be suspended anymore. It's the positive ionization that suspends it. Why? Because, well, that's a tough one, because uh, like charges repel. So that doesn't make any sense. Why would it stay away from the ground and defy gravity if it has an opposite charge? It should do the opposite. It should come to Earth, right? But it doesn't. It stays aloft. So, I, I don't know. that There's obviously other questions that have to be answered, but if we can answer these questions electric, in, in electrical terms, then we have the beginnings of our understanding of anti-gravity crafts such as UFOs. Now, I know they're called something else these days, but I think, you know, changing the vernacular is just intended to confuse us, basically. <laughs> I'm not in for that sort of thing. When I, when I grow up with a name, I stick with the name. I don't go changing names just because, you know, oh, I'm older now. Uh, no, if it was the wrong name, ah, see, that's probably why they changed it. They, they have to be politically correct, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I don't have to be because I ain't a politician, so <laughs> I'm going to stick with UFO. Um, so I, I guess that's a start and this is a recording and I'll shut up now.